Um, okay. Are we, does that mean it's recording? Yeah. Oh, okay. How do we start these again? I forget. I usually clap. Three, <laughs> two, one. Oh, they, you can do it. You know I like to clap. And then I say, welcome to Read the Room. I am Chandler. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the podcast that talks about books, relationships, and relationships in books. And today we are going to be talking about Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Yaros? Yaros. Yaros. Yeah. Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> I believe you mentioned this book earlier, one of the podcasts, as the book that you were currently reading. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and I made you really excited to read it. And based on your reaction, I don't actually know fully how you liked it, but I feel like you're never going to take my advice on books again i will take your advice on books again but i don't know if i'm gonna read the next iron flame but i have a lot of reasons for it but before we get to that how about we talk about what we're currently reading or a book that we've read recently why don't you go first okay well i actually recently read uh the matthew perry memoir friends lovers and the big terrible thing and it was really sad and insightful and really delving into you know the struggles of someone with addiction issues and how that impacted him in his life of fame and on friends and in the uh, in the movies he was in i didn't know that he was in so many movies not that it was like so many by any means but He's definitely in a handful of movies. He never once mentioned uh, 17 again, though, which is like How the one movie you. I've actually uh, <laughs> seen him in. Where we have to believe that Zac Efron turned into Matthew Perry. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, well, hey, Matthew Perry was pretty hot when he was younger. Hmm. Okay. Just R.I.P. <laughs> to him. I mean, R.I.P., but I wouldn't say Zac Efron level hot. Well, I, 17 I again, Zac Efron was maybe prime. Maybe for the 90s, for the late 80s, early 90s. I don't maybe. know, maybe a 17-year-old. Uh, well, then again, too, like, Zac Efron in 17 again was definitely not 17 at the time. Sure he was in my heart. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so I just felt like I should probably give that one a read. I actually picked it up a few, like, about a week or two before um, his untimely death on October 28th. So I had finished up a different book, and I figured, I mean, it would make the most sense to read this book now of all times and i also felt like i kind of owed it to the guy given that my name is chandler and i was named <laughs> chandler uh, about a month or two before friends season one even aired so i was not named after chandler wait Bing. what you always thought i was named after chandler Bing? no 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 i knew you weren't but the timing of your birth versus friends starting is really started aging in me. 1994 yeah i remember watching the premiere episode yeah you're older than me I we know, all know this free i forget i forget i'm older so shoot yeah, um, for those listening at home, I'm 29, and Alyssa is 47. somewhere in the 30s. <laughs> 47, yeah. Jesus. You're looking great for 47. Thank you so much. I'm not actually 47. Yeah, so I went through my life um, always feeling like I had a bit of a leg up, just in that whenever I had a first impression, I would be, hey, I'm Chandler. They'd be like, oh, like Miss from Friends. Chandler Bond. I love that. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, And, you know, people always... Say, oh, I'm not going to make the joke. It's like, you can make the joke. I, I appreciate the joke. Um, I love the character of Chandler on Friends. And I feel very um, honored to live with that. 
There you go. Anyway, what are you reading? (laughs) Um, I was trying to remember what I talked about last time, but I'm going to go with another memoir slash biography. I read Beyond the Wand, uh, Magic Felton, Tom Felton's book. It's so Tom Felton, if you don't know, he's played Draco Malfoy in Harry Potter and he wrote a memoir. And I, I actually am shocked at myself that it took me this long to read it, considering it's been out for a while. Um, but I loved it. I gave it five stars. I mean, I rarely don't give memoirs five stars because how do you like rate somebody's life story? It's like hard to be like, mm, wasn't enough drama for me, but thanks. Yeah, I haven't actually <laughs> done my Instagram story review of the Matthew Perry memoir, but I'll I, I'll probably give it four stars. You could never give a five star if your life. I give on five it. stars, oh, but okay. the writing wasn't the greatest. Let's Fair. be real. Um, but the the Tom Felton one was really interesting. I've met Tom Felton twice before. And it, just because we live in Vancouver and he was here filming like a bunch of stuff. I think he pl- he filmed Planet of the Apes here. And then he was also on like a CW show. I forget which one, but he was here for years filming that. Anyways, I'd met him. And so I'm reading this book and it's like chronologically telling his story during like the Harry Potter films. And then and after then Tom the films, Felton's like, and this is the second time I met Alyssa. <laughs> I wish. No, no, no. No, but he's talking about going to rehab. And I'm like, wait, he went to rehab? And then... I Google it and he went and I look, I look, it was the end of 2016. And then I scroll back through my Instagram to photos when I saw him and uh, not me seeing him at a bar offering him a drink in early 2017. Wow. So whoops. Um, but I, but based on the book, I take it. He's not actually so like, I feel like I'm airing out somebody's dirty laundry, but it was in a book. So I can, um, it's what the books are about. Exactly. Memoirs, right? So I took it as he's not actually, an alcoholic i think what it was was he had a personality disorder is what they figured it out it was like a little bit it wasn't super clear in the book but that's what i took from it so he was drinking at the bar when i saw him in 2017 so me offering him a drink wasn't like out of left field anyways he did not accept the drink thank you for asking it's a a good thing that you weren't actually included in the memoir of like i was just feeling so down i was having my non-alcoholic beer at the bar and then this random vancouver woman arrived and just gave me that excuse (laughs) it was drunk before a, a hockey game if you are a harry potter fan i recommend reading it because it does go through his experience in like during all of the movies and it was really interesting and there was some really great stories from it on like alan rickman or like i don't know there was tons of other people that he worked with and he was close with like alfred enoch which played who played dean thomas they were very close on the set because they were both a little bit older and skateboarders Mm -hmm. so their like experience and he also talks a lot about working with emma watson watson specifically in their relationship and that was very interesting in my opinion so you should definitely read it yeah i feel like it's a very similar situation with the matthew perry and tom felton memoirs yeah where they were both in a really really big thing when they were a Mm -hmm. bit younger and like they have gone through so much stuff since and Mm -hmm. they really want to talk about that but they know that they kind of need to linger on what made them famous in the first place because there was a very similar situation with matthew perry's where he was like all right here's here's what happened with my addiction situation going through the 10 um, seasons of Friends. And he made sure... And he did include some, you know, behind-the-scenes stories and whatnot. That's good. I would yeah. read that. I guess I'll read it. Yeah, I can I can lend it to you. Okay. 
I, I got it. I, got <laughs> I thought it you got Valley it from Village. the library. Oh, you got a Value Village? Yeah. Oh, that's a good find. That's I like know. a relatively I new so. book. I had Whoa. seen it when it first came out in Indigo, and I was like, oh, I should, like, I, I feel like I should buy this, even okay. though I'm not a big uh, nonfiction memoir kind of guy. But. I, I read them every once in a while, and, and they, I always like them, but I don't think I can do, like, back-to-back memoirs. Like, that's not the vibe. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of the opposite of a memoir, let's talk about The Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Yeah, fanta- <laughs> wait, romantasy? Yeah, it's like fantasy <laughs> with romance, so romantasy. Do you want to read the book synopsis? Sure, it is I will do so. It is all of that. <laughs> you got this. I'm going to put on a very over-exaggerated voice for this, Can't given wait. just how... Intense this book is. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her tough-as-talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre. Navarre? Navarre. Navarre. Dragon riders. (laughs) But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans. They incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the rider's quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wards are failing and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Bazgieth War College has an agenda because once you enter, there are only two ways out, graduate or die. That is the synopsis. That's the one officially from the book, too, which sometimes they're really interesting to read because sometimes they don't actually reflect the book very well. And they mm. really are playing into the into the whole theme that Violet is very weak and fragile, mm-hmm. which is like something I definitely want to dig into. But before we do that, yes. what did you think of the book and what did you rate it? I have not given it a proper rating yet. <laughs> I would probably say, oh, God. I'm nervous. It's Honestly, gonna, it's gonna like, make me so I would mad. probably say like three stars. Uh, get out of town! It, I'm obviously not the demographic for this book. Clearly, let's be not. real. Even though I should be the demographic for half of this book, which is the <laughs> fantasy side of it. Whatever. And I have a lot of um, a lot of things to chat about in that. Okay, wait. Tell me why you didn't like it. Well. I mean, that's what this entire episode is going to be. I really want to hear like, okay. like what, what stands out to you. Like, what was your biggest nah? moments well first of all and again this will be an entire topic of discussion but like i didn't realize that really popular books like this could get so pornographic oh so you were it was overwhelming the spice level it was it was just like really out of left field for me i think like no. i've read spicy books in the past Emily don't get Henry me wrong isn't the spiciest books like this, i didn't though. know it would <laughs> I didn't know it was allowed to get that spicy. <laughs> Do whatever it wants. I know, but I like know it was allowed. I'm I feel dead. like that type of writing is usually on like Wattpad or you know just online somewhere. I, I actually forgot it got so spicy when I gave you the so book. Spicy. I'd give it to you months after I'd read it. But I love that that was. Wait, is that a negative that, that bothered you? Well, I feel like because it just like kind of put me off a little bit. It took a while to get to the spice. It really did. But I think 
that was another issue. It was just for the longest time in the book, we were existing in this, like, from my perspective, kind of half-baked fantasy plot. Yeah. Um, with that had like a lot of a lot of holes in it. Again, from my perspective, as someone mm-hmm. who reads mm-hmm. a lot of adult fantasy, mm-hmm. um, it was also just like there was so much horniness mm-hmm. all throughout it. I leading mean, they're up to that. teenagers. It makes sense. I mean, they're like early 20-year-olds. Whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just... She's 20. I was just like, can we have one instance of Zayden arriving without a like description of just how fucking horned up she gets. I love it. We all love Zayden. So you gave it five stars. <laughs> of course I did. It was an incredible book and I am obsessed and I'm rereading it right what now. What do you find incredible about the book? Um, I think that when for you, you're very like specific things. For me, it's like how I feel after reading it. Like, if I struggle to get through a book or, like, I'm like, mm, I don't want to read this book anymore. Or, like, I have those energies, then I won't I won't give it a five star. If it's, like, a struggle for me to get through, um, if there's things that are really cheesy or really annoying, again, is, like, for me, it's a no-go. But for some reason, this book... It worked on, it gave me spice, which I enjoyed. It gave me world building, but it wasn't too intense. So it was easy to follow the world building. And then it also gave me great character development, in my opinion, with little like secrets that you learn throughout the book. Keep in mind, this is book one of five. So essentially, this is all just setting the whatever it is. Usually, if you look at like Akatar or like other fantasy book series, it's usually book two or later. That's when it actually starts getting good. I might be willing to bump it up to 3.5 because as you were talking about, uh, you know, that feeling of yeah. wanting to read the book. I had to. I did have that. Yeah. I read it in about four days. Yeah, and it's see, a 500 right. page it's book. It's a big, it's a chonker. And it's so, because you got to know what happens. And it starts off with, I think it's called the trials where they have to walk across the thing where it's the storming. Parapet. The parapet. Yes. yes. And so like it starts off like pretty intense. Mm-hmm. From like very early chapters. So I was sucked in. It wasn't like a... And usually with fantasy, when I'm getting into a new series, it takes a second because I'm like, I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And like, don't know any of the names. Like, I'm just like making... Like, they're not sticking in my brain. Well, talking... Speaking of the parapet and how things just started off really strong, let's let's start with the, the uh, a discussion of the relationship between Violet and her mother. Yes. Because that's how things kick off in the first place. And that's also kind of where I was just... I was a little taken aback. Um, By because, her, what, in which part? Well, that her mom is sending her basically to death. Yeah. Instead of just like going what, what has she's always for. been the plan of yeah. going to the scribes. Yeah. And scribes are important too. Scribes all right? are then, very important. And just like the no nonsense, like no love there for her child situation. I get that like we're painting her... And what she represents, which is um, this entire army. Yeah. And But it, I was just waiting the entire well, one book. One side of the army. One side of the army. I was waiting the entire book for like an explanation as to like what justifies this 400-year war and why it would be so intense that it makes a mother send her daughter basically to death and yeah. like have no love for her. Because I feel like that's yeah. one of the most intense relationships there could possibly be between like a mother's love for her daughter yeah and it's if the so the war effort or like this whole general and i mean that in like the army general mindset yeah 
is trumping that, then there's got to be a damn good reason for it as to why this war is necessary and important, more important than that relationship. I think that's something that we're all wondering. I don't think that's like, I think that's just in general is going to be answered later on. And I think because how the book ended, I think we're slowly getting into that part of it. Like we don't even know the full story about Violet's father's death. And like, there's like a lot of things like, for example, you're right. Her mother was definitely favoriting, favoriting her sister Mm -hmm. and her brother when he was alive. Spoiler, he is alive. Um, Yeah. Anyone who is here without having read the books, get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, there's (laughs) no way. But uh, yeah, like it's very obvious. And and I've read theories online about like how um, Violet's mom talked about being sick during pregnancy. And Violet has that condition herself where part of her hair is silver. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So for me and like the rest of the Internet, I'm assuming that when she was pregnant with Violet, she came into contact with um, Vernon. Is that what it's called? Vernon? Vernon. Vernon. Varen. Varen, sorry. V e r i n. Yeah, it hasn't. I haven't read. Listened to it. I'm listening to the audio book right now. Vernon Dursley. That's like how I read it in the book. Anyways, but sorry. How do you say it? Varen. I, I I read it in my head as Venon. But Venon. That might that's be what wrong it is. Okay. That's what it is. So Venon. Um. So the theory is that Violet's mother was bitten by a Venon when she was pregnant with Violet, which is why Violet has the hair color like death because any as we know anything venom touches it dies so we think that she's part venom because of that and i think that her mother resents her because of that she also says early in the book that she reminds her of her father and there's theories that she killed her her husband or like violet's father again why though but like that's the thing is we don't know so this is all like building this is i feel like because you have so many questions and you dug so deep your 3.5 star rating isn't high enough because you will get your answers you just have to commit to the series also we have to keep in mind that violet has a disability as well and her siblings don't like she has that degenerative disease of the joints i forget what it's called but she has that disease and her siblings don't they're perfectly healthy so like all of her mom's hatred that we're listing all the things who knows why but there's also something crazy ableist over here literally so you know how all of the characters have signets Mm -hmm. so sorry we're really jumping into this Mm -hmm. so violet signet ends up being wielding lightning her mother's signet is to wielding the power of storms so something that's come up and I've read about is how when they were doing the, what's it called again? Okay, wait a minute. Quick aside. Her mother's power is wielding, wielding the power of storms. Yes. Right? Uh, when I first read that, I was like, okay, cool. She can like do lightning and stuff. No, it's she not can the just, same. So she can just make a storm happen? Yeah. So, but like keep in mind, what was it called when they crossed the thing? The parapet. The parapet. Oh, and it was like stormy. When so a lot of people cross. think she was trying to kill Violet. That's really interesting, actually. So like, it, it's like a really big thing is why does the mom hate Violet so much? Or on the, on the flip side, does she hate Violet? Because she seems to be one of the only ones who thinks that she could handle it. Like the sister is so positive, Mira, that she's going to die and she's doing everything to save her. And, and she overhears her mom and her sister talking about about it. And the sister's like, she's going to die. You're sending her to her death. And the mom's like, no, I'm not. So like, I'm also like, does the mom have more confidence in her? Okay. Here's the thing about the whole everyone thinking that Violet's going to die yeah. if she goes across. Realistically, she should have died. Pro- if They're she didn't like, have those boots. Okay. Those boots. 
the Game armor. Changer. Yeah. And the mom doesn't know about that. None of it. Yeah. And then the hugest one of them all is that, oh, Zayden just happens to think that she's hot? No, that's not what happens. It's so much deeper than that because we know later Zayden's protecting her because he's best friend or he's best friends with her brother. Oh, that's true. I forgot so about the Brendan situation. He knew the whole time who she was, and I don't think he hated her. But in everyone else's eyes, they're like, Zayden's going to fucking murder this yeah, everyone's chick terrified. as soon as possible. I mean, hell, like even that random fucking dude. Uh, um, what the fuck was The name? guy who was... she killed the lightning when she first did um, lightning. That guy, Jack? Jack Barlow. Yeah. Jack fucking Barlow. Fuck that guy. I mean, that guy could have very easily killed her at any point. Um, Yeah. I mean, but Zayden was protecting her, it felt like. Yes, but even then... Ending, ending. I'm surprised that Jack wasn't part of the crew that went to go try to kill her in the night. Yeah, literally. And again, like, if they just sliced her throat instead of trying to stab into her torso, don't... Wouldn't they know that she wears armor at this point um she would have been dead so i don't think it's that like yes she's amazing and has grown and is strong but the idea of oh like they didn't believe that she would be able to survive yeah because like for a lot of reasons she probably shouldn't have survived no there's a lot of i mean obvious obviously it's the uh, protagonist of this of this book so there's plot armor galore yeah. But I don't think it's that ridiculous for the other people in the story to be like, yeah, you really shouldn't. Like, you have a degenerative disease that affects your. I mean, hell, the fact that she even got a dragon that's willing to, like, Two bow dragons. Like, bow down so that she can climb aboard. She wouldn't be able to otherwise. Or, no, like, not yeah. be like, oh, you're weak. Like, it's you fell they off know of something. me. There's something about her. Okay. See, let's, let's go straight to the end because I can't. I can't find... I, I don't understand how she's going to write her way out of the fact that dragons are okay with this fake war. That's not even a fake war. Like, there's actual death that happens between, like, the griffin riders and the dragon riders. All in an effort for the dragon people to, like, keep the venom over there. Yeah. Where, where the griffin riders have to figure it out. Yeah. How are the dragons okay with that? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's all very political, and you, and you hear about that on the dragon side, too. There's, like, a lot of politics in their decisions, too, and who they choose. So, I don't know. I think that's, again, you got to read Iron Flame, Chen. I don't think that this is a matter <laughs> of her being like, oh, like, we're going to tease some stuff, and then people will buy the next book because they're curious. It's world building, though. She's just building it so that all of these things can be conflicts in the future. So she's setting it up. Most people don't think as deeply and, like, read as deeply into it. I think, in my opinion. Okay. Speaking on that, though, um, I want to ask, like, what does this book fall under? Like, genre? Like, is it, like, adult fantasy? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Is... Because as someone who shamelessly reads YA, uh, which has been marketed towards like young women like fantasy romance yeah so uh, that's what she it, marketed and it's not so it, this isn't YA I mean I don't think it can be because no. of how graphic things get yeah no it's not but it gives like if you took out um all the intense sex and just like had the twilight amount of sex stuff going on so none because she was a virgin yeah I guess <laughs> No, I think, wait. (laughs) They don't have sex till later and they don't talk about it. That's true. (laughs) But I think that this book would like fall into YA. 
No. You don't think so? I think that the, the lo- I don't know, because that's the thing is I've read, like if I, my go-to is to compare it to Sarah J. Mass, which is Court of Thorns and Roses, Crescent City, Throne of Glass, and you haven't read those yet. And those are like the most popular fantasy series right now. And they're definitely not YA. Uh, sorry, Throne of Glasses, but that doesn't count. But like, Akatar is probably the closest comparison, in my opinion. And how old are the protagonists in those? In those ones, probably around the same age. I feel like I can't remember. Honestly, it's been a hot minute. But it's like, anyways, I don't want to spoil anything. Is the problem because mm-hmm. you haven't read it, and I don't want to put it on here in case somebody else hasn't. But it's. I don't know. I feel like when you read fantasy, you read like dark fantasy or like high level fantasy, whereas these are like fantasy, you know, <laughs> like their baseline. So it's like an easier world building understanding. So when you're digging that deep into it, the rest of us are not. <laughs> okay. I guess that that's fair. And I, I guess a lot of my past reading has also been like very war centered and there's like totally. a lot of turmoil and there needs to be like a reason for for all this and there will be and I'm i know sure that there, there will, will be. be but i, I when it just finished up and she was like you need to explain to me like something here and then like the page was done like that was it for the book and it's I like love it. oh, i i think like, I'll, I'll almost like you need more yes you need answers but Chandler? i saw it as she's just given herself some time to like figure out how to untie all these these knots or how to justify just how intensely everyone was like so for you know killing the griffin riders or this whole conspiracy i mean liam's dead spoiler i mean we already talked about that but um liam's dead she almost died so we got luckily we got zayden's pov Mm -hmm. and then you know people are injured she learns about her brother being alive she learns about venom being alive like all of this stuff that's a lot for her to process to it for us to then be like here's all the answers like that's not really because you're you are violet she is your narrator Mm -hmm. so we're learning and dealing with it so the fact there was a cliffhanger after she was so overwhelmed and almost died made sense to me yeah i guess it's just it's it's like hey the entire world that we've built up to this point yeah. Um, it's not that. Come back next time for. <laughs> Gotta read a Court of Thorns and Roses, my guy. I, <laughs> that's the. That's how the. I get it. I get that. That's how it works. Like and I, I just don't like it. I don't like no. that in television shows either, where it ends on like such a huge cliffhanger, where yeah. it's like we. But I, they do I, it every show. I just. They don't do it every show. They do it on shows I don't really like to watch. Whoa. Yeah, like they'll they'll they, they will did it be. even on Friends, Mister. I know there will be cliffhangers, <laughs> but I don't know, um, like not to that extent where it doesn't feel like this book can exist on its own. Like, there's so many like crazy little niches in this book, though, that I'm really excited. Did you? Sorry, side note before we go too far. Did you read the excerpt from Iron Flame that was released on the Today no, Show? No, I did not. Oh shoot, I should have done that. Had you did that before? So it Violet's back at school. Mm-hmm. And for her second year, and Dane is the wing leader, like Zayden's old role. Yes. And I heard about that while you were oh, yeah, <laughs> watching YouTube theories. videos. Yeah. About, but they uh, don't even wing. mention Zayden. So I have a theory. So everyone's like, you know, Dane's going to have this um, arc where he becomes the good guy again. But for me, I don't see that happening. Dane is not the vibe. Uh, Zayden is endgame. Okay, why is Dane a bad guy? I, uh, <laughs> I, I know. Why do you think Dane is a bad guy, Chandler? Well, obviously, him <laughs> reading people's minds without consent is terrible. Fair. 
But I feel like a lot mm. was made about him. His isn't reading minds. It's seeing your recent memories. So technically, his isn't illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean, go on. Your memories live in your mind, so mm. we don't way of mind reading. But yes. But I feel like a lot was made that Dane is just like too to the book, like too strict with the rules um, to the point where he'd be willing to watch watch me die and like not not help. Yeah. But like fucking Zayden did the would have done the same thing when when they were attacking her during the threshing. He was like, ah, oh, just stand there, like ah, oh, like I can't do anything. <laughs> I think that I mean they can't. They have to just watch it happen. Why? That's the whole point. Because if they're helping one person as opposed to nobody else, and what what happens to them then? What what, what would have happened to Zayden? Because it's just the rules of. It's the rules. He's following the rules, too. I'm just saying. Okay, but my thing is, if you want to compare Zayden to Dane, compare them of how they both treat Violet. So, for example, um, when, when... Zayden meets Violet and he says something like you're not you're not a frail little thing are you you're just full of violence or something and that's how she gets it's something like don't quote me on that that was not direct quote Mm -hmm. but then Dane the entire time instead of having faith in her and supporting her like like Zayden did Zayden Liam's like his best friend and Liam is like training her same with Imogen I think Imogen yeah yeah, whatever they're like they're all training her and trying to help her they you've got Rhiannon trying to help her too and then all Dane is trying to do is be like you should go back to the scribe like let me just sneak you into the scribe the whole fucking book he's not actually helping her setting her up for success he just sees her as this weak little fragile thing and he's like not giving her the benefit of the doubt him and violet themselves are the two biggest haters to violet everybody else thinks she can do it i don't think that's being a hater i don't think given the world that is set up here where it is okay we're reading it from a place of (laughs) Yeah, obviously she's going to make it through. She's the protagonist of this book I'm reading. She has plot armor like crazy. A normal person just existing there. More than half the cadets die in the first year. I don't want any of my friends to have a 50-50 chance, no matter how strong they are. Even the strongest people can like just maybe fall off a dragon or get killed randomly at any point, I wouldn't want that for any of my friends, no matter how strong they are. And I wouldn't feel bad about someone or be angry with someone to be like, hey, like, get out of there. What are you doing? Yeah. So I don't think it's that. Like, I understand that it's made out to be where this guy doesn't have faith in her to become he this doesn't. fancy dragon rider that she is. But I I don't know. I think, I that think to he's him, supposed like, to be like an insidious sneak, though. That's like his whole theme of himself. Like, even his power is sneaky. Yeah, sure. Why do you... Do you like him? No. Why are you fighting for him? Because I don't like the fact that someone is just seeing the reality of the situation of, wow, this person's probably going to die. Get out of there. I don't know. Here's a way to stop you from dying at 20. I just... He gives me the creeps i just don't like him and same with her sister i just don't like her for some reason yeah i um <laughs> They're both I, I do i do i do agree though that like after a certain point of her being like no like i'm gonna stay here he should because let it go. i want to stay here yeah you should let yeah. it go but at the start she was like no because my mom would just like find out and then put me back here and then he's like and then the next time he's like okay i've talked with the scribe people they're they're not they're gonna keep it hidden that you're here for a year and then at that point your mom can't and then at that point violet's like well no i want to stay now it's like 
well okay but i've been trying to like <laughs> i don't know dane i i see what you're saying and i do think he's gonna have a hero arc in the next book i have a gut feeling do you think so does that I happen think, a lot so in my these situations it's tough some books but I, the hard part is is we're all so in love with zayden now i don't see i don't see zayden being a villain okay but as you brought up um and i think one of your youtube videos mm-hmm. while i was figuring out the audio here brought up <laughs> is that okay let's start talking about violent violence and (laughs) zayden um and how they got together by the end of the first book of five yeah it was too fast usually it's like a build and they'll like finally fall in love like a few books in so it's really fast so it has like the world of readers who have read this worried that like they're not end game because of that well what do you think uh let me bring you (laughs) to another series a series of four books where the main couple ended up together at the end of the first. Are you trying to say Twilight? I am trying to say Twilight. <laughs> and you know what they did in Twilight? They brought in a love triangle situation. <laughs> Maybe that'll happen with Dane in the next book. My guess. Do you want to hear my guess? Okay. And then if I'm right after Iron Flame, we can pull this audio up and compare. Yeah, we got the receipt. Yeah, but I think that Violet is going to be back at college and Dane will be there and he'll have like a redemption arc and Zayden I think will be MIA they'll have no contact her and Zayden so she'll like pine for him a little bit like Edward's situation when he goes off to Italy is that going to be possible though because of their like brain connection? I don't know or did With, that like, get severed end? at the end because I'm not sure because she couldn't hear him at the end I can't remember or she was cut off from Taryn I think Maybe, but I think that it'll be like a out of sight, out of mind situation, or she'll be worrying about him, and the whole like next book will be her trying to get back to Zayden. Like the next book after the next book, or no, in the book, next. Oh, book. so book two, and then I think Dane will kind of grow on you. I I think she'll it'll be kind of like Jacob Black in the way where she. I guess that is a, a triangle there. Yeah, and you're talking about Dane know. having a redemption arc, but what is he redeeming himself? Oh my God, from? let it go. We hate Dane. Why do we hate Dane so much? <laughs> Why well, you hate him? Like he's not as good as Zayden, sure, but like it's just he's a, just a little creep. And he was, you're right. He was taking her thoughts without permission, yeah, and she was dumb enough to up. not realize. If I knew somebody's power was, to, or wait, did she know that early on? She did, I think. Yeah, it was like it one of the first like things that he says, told her. Yeah, and he's always touching her face. So, like, if I knew that that was your thing and you touched my face, I'd be like, bitch, no. Well, I would feel like there would be a certain <laughs> amount of trust there because uh, his power is hidden from the general populace. I guess. And he told her. Yeah. So, that's like, hey, I trust but you. But she would still know if he touched her face. Yeah, but it would be like, hey, I'm trusting you with my secret. Um, mm. I hope that you can trust me with like not thinking that I would secretly use this on you because we're again, they're we're supposed to believe that they're best friends too. Yeah. By the way, so that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know. like the whole like, oh, are we finally gonna like be romantic interests? And then like he went for it, and she was like, oh yeah, not not game. Like just be fucking, just be best friends. Yeah. It's fine. And um, we, ha- we have to we have to assume that he's a solid enough dude and that they have a solid enough back like history together. I wouldn't want my main protagonist to have been best friends with someone who actually is like a snivelly little sneaky guy. You know? I don't know. Dane's a butt. Um <laughs> or a butt. <laughs> uh, like what does that say about our protagonist Violet who was best friends with him for 
Well, years. she was childhood friends because their parents were both generals or whatever. They said they were best friends up until like he went I, like I think, a year ago. Whatever. Um, so I feel like we're never going to agree on Dane and I can't wait for the no, next book not. so we can figure it out. But um, what did I'm you not, think Don't get me wrong. I'm like not a Dane apologist. I just don't get. Dane. He's obsessed. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um if sorry random question if you were in a quadrant which one would you be in would you be a rider a healer scribe, a scribe? scribe 100% you think scribe. You'd be a scribe yeah i don't know what i would be do you think you'd like i'm not gonna be a the, rider have you met me what are the other ones infantry and healing yeah, yeah i'm like i think i might be healing or scribe probably scribe really yeah, you're smart well. you're you just uh, you just had an interview for a job in like administration <laughs> that's <laughs> not don't put that in that's not cool <laughs> <laughs> administration <laughs> that's what the scribes are <laughs> no it's not they're it like basically is no they're like they're like the the fucking librarians of the world librarians are amazing yeah and my administration are job amazing. is not the same so please don't put that I can't put it in. This is great. Um, What did you... Sorry, another thing is, we've been talking a little bit about signets. So, like, you know, uh, what's his name being able to read her recent um, memories. But there was one. um, Who was it? Sorry, I just need to look at my list. There's someone. Uh, Imogen. Imogen has the ability to erase recent memories, and Imogen is the one that was training Violet one-on-one. So we're hearing this entire book from Violet's point of view, minus the one chapter we get Zayden, and she's working closely with somebody who can erase her recent memories. Is she a reliable narrator? Yeah, probably not. Right? That's intense. Like, it's little things like that that they mention that I'm like, shit. Like, that could be crazy. And, sorry, go on. But... If she could erase recent memories, you would think that she would have done that when she was up the tree and first found out about the, oh, I guess only Zayden was the one who knew that she did that. It's true. And also, like, there's just so many things. Oh, I didn't tell you this, but Rebecca Yaros had an interview because somebody asked in, I don't know, some panel if we're going to get more of Zayden's POV. And she said no. And they went, why? And she goes, we can't have any more of Zayden's POV until he starts telling the truth. That's what she said in an interview. So he hasn't been telling the truth? So what has he been? Because he obviously was lying about Brennan. Yeah. And he was hiding well, the... everyone the, apparently has been lying about Brennan. Yeah, and the Vernon. Vernon? Venon. Venon. I really there's, struck with that. There's no R there. I know. I want to add an R. Um, the Venon. Venon? Yeah. So he's been hiding, like, all of these things. But that's the thing is, like, what else is he hiding? Like, I'm so curious why. And that brought me to the point of a theory that I heard today that I didn't think of is Violet has two signets. But apparently all the, the what are they called? What's um, Zayden's group the called? The Marked. Yeah, the Marked. Apparently the all of the Marked, the theory is they both have, or they all have two signets. And there was a girl who proved it. Because they're all linked to that one general, like the big black dragon. They all had, they got their markings from dragons. I think it was all prior. from the same dragon, was right? It? I think it was all from the, like the general guy's Okay, fair. Big scary general guys. I think that he was given, he gave them all signets. And the reason that I believe this theory is because Liam, his his signet is to see things miles away, really far away. But if you actually read the final battle, he is uh, wielding ice. Okay, I 
remember ice coming up in the final battle and i just assumed it was because some random marked rider no. was also doing ice no, it was stuff Liam. it said like the girl reread it on the podcast it was like on page 463 i'm actually pretty sure that was the page and he i could literally pull it up right now but um he it says like and and from above her liam is wielding ice who who was the ice wielder um pro- earlier in the book one of them riddick Riddick? Yeah. But but remember that ice wielding is one of the most common um signets. Okay. So but anyways, um so the the whole point is why I'm telling you this of why they all have potentially two signets is we all know that the signet of reading minds is illegal. That's illegal <clears throat> and it's straight to death. We think that Zayden that's his second signet specifically because if you go back and you read the book every single time there's like they do a description of Zayden watching Violet. She gets prickles on her scalp, and wait, she wait, says wait. that. Okay, hold up a second. Okay, sorry. Br- let's bring it back five minutes ago no. when we were giving shit to Dane <laughs> for having potentially secretly looked into Violet's mind. Yeah. So what you're saying is that Zayden has been doing the same thing. Yeah, because he's keeping secrets. We all know this, and, and why we can't have his point of view. And I'm doing full circle here, and I'm not saying that Dane it, that Zayden's forgiven. So Zayden also sucks. We don't know that. This is Alyssa theory. So potentially, yes. Okay. So, but hear me out. So in the book, a bunch of times it describes Violet saying, and then um, Zayden was behind her, and she felt uh, like uh, pinpricks on her scalp, and it was always the same description. And I think it happens oh. like five or six times throughout the book, and it always specifically talks about her scalp. And they just bury that in all the horniness that she's Literally. feeling elsewhere in her body. And I think that Zayden. when he does actually read her mind, she gets that. She gets little pinpricks, and that's like the tell. And there's a part where she's talking to Zayden about Dane's power, and she says, I would I be able to t- I'd be able to tell if Dane was reading my mind or she mm, said something yeah. like that and he goes no you wouldn't so it's like very like no you wouldn't like how would he know how would he know because oh, he also has that ability well that's interesting too going back that it's uh, the kind of power that you just put someone straight to death and I think that comes less from like oh we need to just protect them from the horrible uh, sense of being able like having so many people's thoughts in their heads yeah but also because that would be such an easy way to find out about this big secret that this army has been keeping from everybody yeah which again I I'm, maybe I'll read the first fifty pages of the next book to see what the explanation there is because can't wait it just seems. Like too much, it, too uh, too high of stakes to just like even the sister is like all all for it and all kill, for which one like all for the the propaganda I guess so like killing. they're hiding it there's but that's the thing is yeah. we just don't know why yet we don't know why everyone's acting the way they're acting and I think that's why she did it in that it was like building and it's all uh the school the whole like 99 percent of the book is the school and her training and it's focusing on that and then the last chapter it's like throws you the last few chapters i guess throws you for a whole fucking loop because it's setting you up for it to be a five book series if she started digging into that stuff earlier it would be too much world building it would have overwhelmed us it would have been way too much going on and we're also learning with violet I guess, yes, it is all character development at the start because they are in school and that's a whole, that's a whole part of it. I mean, even uh, Harry Potter, it it took until right at the end. Oh, shit. 
Voldemort's here. Totally. And if we really broke down Harry Potter the way that you're broken around, uh, breaking down Fourth Wing, you would like, there were so many people, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, Voldemort's head was sticking out of the back of Quirrell the whole time and nobody noticed. Like, it's the same That's as That's for like, children, though. <laughs> well, whatever. You get my point. Also, <laughs> um, in that situation, <laughs> Philosopher's Stone would have ended with Harry passing out after the oh. mirror of air said without any explanation at all and it's like come back next time <laughs> for dumbledore to explain what the fuck just happened <laughs> that's true that's true that would not be good but the other annoying thing is it is harry potter went school year so it was always like one battle per school year and it always waited until the end of the year so like that's the, another at the thing. climax <laughs> of the fucking book yeah, yeah that's where we expect the payoff i know but like not at the if start you, of the next but one. like if you think about it realistically when it's not a book and you're like thank, thank god Voldemort waited until he was done his studies for the year like, oh, of course you yeah. know what i mean like it is all so we're breaking Coral these had things to bide down his but... time. yeah <laughs> it's i don't know anyways um we haven't even talked about rhiannon and violet we're at like almost 50 minutes this, already. i feel like this episode might be a little bit longer <laughs> yeah. i think that's okay but we haven't talked about rhiannon and violet and like compared to <clears throat> Compared to Liam and Zayden's friendship. Like, Violet and Rhiannon are, like, instant friends. She literally saves Rhiannon's life with oh, her Oh, right off the jump. And, like, so after being sense. told, don't make friends, she goes, do you want my boot? Yeah. Don't I'll make just... friends, stay away from Zayden. Yeah. Oh, but I also think that's also, sorry to go back to that, I also think the sister said that on purpose, not because he would have, like, killed Violet. I think that she knows about the rebellion. And she was like, don't get close to Zayden because she didn't want Violet to know. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Theories by Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Um, but no, sorry. Rhiannon and Violet, I loved that Violet was like, my sister's an idiot. I'm going to make friends and risks her own life to give Violet a boot. I thought that was so cute and very much Violet's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Too bad she couldn't give a boot to that guy in front of her, though. Oh, fuck that. Wait. Oh, the one that died that was like, wanted to propose? Yeah. I was thinking the one behind her, but that was what's his fucking face? That was Jack. Jack. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. And I then, did I did appreciate that um someone died right away that way. Yeah, like, 60, 60 some happening. people died on that. Yeah, again, I don't Wild. think it's that ridiculous of anyone to be worried. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> About someone dying in this situation. It is bizarre, but when you grow up with dragons and like a dragon college, maybe it's like to be expected like it's just not the world we live in yeah it's not the world thankfully us privileged folks in canada live in but (laughs) But, like even think about it there was a rebellion and they forced the children of the rebellion people to fight to the death to be part of their college oh and defend them like there's no problems there you can't see any issues coming from that (laughs) yeah Yeah, if i were the it's giving hunger games (laughs) yeah and it's amazing to me that during all of that exposition, all of that world building, there was no part of Violet that was like, yeah, that's bad. But <laughs> I don't agree with this. Also, side note, there was a point in the book when another fight about her mother, because you're trying to decide if her mother's good or bad. She's Everyone thinks bad. She's bad. I knew off the jump No, she's no, no. Bad. There's a part where the mother, I wrote it down, her mother fought... Four. She objects to having the children of the betrayers be forced to watch their parents be put to death. She was the only general that fought against that. Oh, good for her for that. But, like, I'm just saying, like, I think that 
there's a reason they're putting these details in. That oh, for some reason... Because we're going to give the mom a redemption arc too. No, that. I just don't think she's bad to begin with. I think she. I think that if there's an attack on that area, the scribes are the first to die. I think she wants to give her daughter a fighting chance. I think that there's you a part... You think the scribes are the first to die in that situation? It's, it literally said... In the book, it talks about how um, if an attack is imminent, how um, the only people that could su- survive is the rider quadrant because they have their dragons. Oh, so they would fly away because they can fly they well, can I flee think, and they're trained to be fighters they're the only ones that stand a chance and i think she wants to give her daughter a chance because she knows there's like a big battle coming that's what that's how i took it i see that as the same <laughs> as like i wouldn't want my daughter to you know become a nurse during like a war because they can't fight back but like yeah, the, but if she's a general that'd be fucking sick i guess I think you're making in your brain women are way more fragile. Yeah, turn this into a feminist thing. Sounds like Chandler hates women. Oh my god. (laughs) I don't think I can get past even the fact that like sixty something people died just crossing into the uh, rider quadrant. No, I know. I'm just And being okay with your daughter having to do that. Like, oh I'm I'm coming from a place of your safety. (laughs) Just in case of an imminent attack where that's under the assumption that the rider, the dragon riders aren't going to be, like, going to fight them before they even make it here. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't thought as much about it as you have. There's uh. just, like, it's it's at a, it's at 11 when it comes to imminent, <laughs> imminent mortality and horniness and, like, all this world building it's that's going on without extremes. getting an explanation for it. It's romanticy. It's the extremes, but it I, is it is the extreme. It's true, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I I mean this is just my first romanticy. And so. to be fair, though, like in the school aspect, it did skip ahead a lot. I don't know if you noticed that, like when they were training, um, it would have been interesting to hear more like development between like Violet and her dragons and like Violet's training. Like, yes, it had specific moments where it would like dig into their training and then it would be like her and Zayden having sex or like you know something epic happening but like the actual like when you watch Hunger Games or Divergent a lot of it is like the training and I thought that was really cool oh training's always we fun. didn't I mean, get that as much we got, we got her poisoning people yeah which also we have to talk about <laughs> how did you feel about that I mean, she's got to do what she's got to do. Literally. She's using her mind instead of her muscle because she doesn't really have muscle. So yeah, no, I thought it was so smart of her. Yeah, I was like, "You go, girl." Okay. But again, <laughs> I I feel like it is a perspective thing. I feel like if any other like more antagonistic type of character were doing that, it would be like, "Hey, that's bad. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. do that." <laughs> like if someone poisoned her before a challenge, we'd be like, "That's unfair." Yeah, we'd be pissed. How dare they poison Violet? Yeah, no. I think she did what she had to do, and I think it was smart. Um, Sorry, jumping back, I'd asked about Rhiannon and Violet, and then I asked about Liam and Zayden's relationship. The reason I wanted to ask about Liam and Zayden's relationship is because we find out that Zayden doesn't go to Liam's funeral. Like, did we find that out in the... Oh, was it because he was by Violet's side? side? Yeah, but, like, that's his best friend. So oh, yeah. what did you think of that whole situation? Because a lot of people have been talking about it online. Um, that he should have probably gone to his funeral. I mean, yeah. uh, you being by the... Like, yeah, it, it's nice to hear, oh, this person didn't leave your side at all. 
Yeah. Well, you were but like, there's nothing he can really do if something goes wrong no, there. I think he has guilt over his death, too, is my guess. Liam's death, so that's why he's avoiding the funeral? I think, but like, think about it this way. Say someone close to you had passed away, and then you inevitably felt guilty for them passing away. Would you want to go with all the people that love him and be like, hi, I'm here? And you think that everyone is also like, your fault in your head, you know? I think it's the weak thing to do to avoid that situation. (laughs) Fair, it is. Um, And then I also have a theory that there was somebody's signet as being able to turn back, or, uh, oh, it's... it's, Stopping uh, time. Stopping time. Yeah, that's What's-Her-Name. You heard me talk about What's-Her-Name? It's Violet. Sorry. I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Who's that protagonist (laughs) that we've been talking about this whole time? Violence. But, like, she can, with Andarna, the gold dragon... She can stop time. And somebody was saying maybe it's manipulate time. So she might be able to go back and save Liam. That would take way too much time going back. Like she can barely say, she can barely stop time for like what? Like five seconds? Yeah, Ten I seconds? So, That's so rewinding a week? I'm just saying all the theories, Chandler. I know, but like I'm <laughs> saying. But I'm like, going to shit on them. <laughs> yes. It, I mean, fucking give them a time turner and then never bring it back up for the rest of the series you know well what do you sorry i'm saying a lot of my theories what are your theories do you have theories do i have theories <laughs> what do you think is going to okay. happen in iron okay. flame tell me <clears throat> well my theory about what the whole situation with the griffins and the dragons and the venom is is that the dragon riding uh never mm-hmm. are cowards and <laughs> they're hiding behind their mountains mm-hmm. and they're li- it's like a game in a song of ice and fire how they're hiding behind the wall and then the free folk are like hey we've got like a monstrous issue over here that we're having to deal with can we come behind your wall and the night's watch is like no you can't you're the enemy actually it's a it there's actually a lot of parallels there interesting where everyone in westeros is like the free folk on the wall that's why the wall is there to keep them out um and they're the enemy that we're fighting Whereas the free folk are the ones who know there's white walkers that are way worse and we need to band together to deal with that. And the entire thing was, yeah, the, the Night's Watch is wrong. They just forgot that uh, the, the actual enemy is the white walkers. And I think that's the case here. But the sad thing is that in this case, um, Violet's mom and the king and whoever else, like they're definitely aware because the rebellion was aware that Venon exists, she had that dagger in her office. Yeah, yep, the dagger. Um, and instead of being like, "Okay, Griffin riding people, come on, come on, our side of the wall, and we can work together to fight these scary things," it's you guys stay away from our protection. If you're on that side of our mountains, then you're the ones with the front line but with the actual kind badness. that's what it seems like it's doing. That's not Iron Flame. That's already kind of what they're doing. Is they're making the Griffins fight that battle. Yeah, but it's not said to the people. Yeah, they don't know. They're keeping ignorance as bliss for their people. Yeah, and that's horrible. So of course I it guess is. what I'm thinking that is comes a parallel, from this though. is that there's some sort of political change when it comes to Naver, and then they join together with the griffin people and then fight the venom because apparently they're the real 
threat and yeah they are um and oh god like violet being like yes and we fight the griffin people because they just constantly try to fight us and are raiding us and um the, uh, the griffin people have never really given a reason as to why they keep fighting us and it's like no they you're probably being propagandized by your country here it's giving north korea <laughs> It's giving America. <laughs> Actually, you're right. It is giving America. But most dystopian books are based on, anyways, yeah. bodies in America. Yeah. So, I don't know. I could see, a, like, the eventuality of those two countries joining forces against the Venom. I also didn't really like how it's like, the Venom can only be killed by these specific daggers and not our magical powers. Yeah. Except for violets. <laughs> violets can do it. Dragon, <laughs> Dragonfire doesn't do it. Um, but lightning, lightning, lightning can fuck them up. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like, that was convenient. You're right. I I I like magic systems. This is a fun one. Um, do you it, stick it, with three point five? Yeah. Okay. It gets a little too close to the whole like we're all superheroes or we're all X Men that have our own fancy uh, specific power <laughs> that we do. Yeah. Yeah. The signets. Do you think it was just unnecessary to have signets? No, I don't think it was unnecessary. It definitely, like, adds some complications. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, the, the mind reading or the memory reading or any of that. But I like a magic system where people have to work by the same rules. Yeah. Um, and then find ways to get more powerful through that or where where it makes sense as yeah. to how how it works rather than just here's a power for you, here's a power for you. None of our powers work on the big bad, except for the protagonist power. Feels a little, yeah, convenient. Yeah. Um, especially when it, uh, we've got dragons. It's dragon fire. Dragon fire should be yeah. a big thing. They kind of, again, had that in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Where I don't think dragon fire worked against the, the White Walkers. I can't remember. But they I just, just remember had to be... one of the dragons turning into a walker, which yeah. was it. And then they also had specific daggers, <laughs> yeah. dragon glass daggers that had right. to be used to yeah. stab the white walker. There's a lot of parallels there here. There really is. But, but that's the thing is all fantasy pulls from each other. It's very much, I've, I've said this, it's very much Hunger Games slash Divergent, but if it had dragons from Game of Thrones. Um, the thing to me, when you liken it to the Hunger Games, the Hunger Games was probably one of the... Was the Hunger Games YA? Absolutely. Was probably one of the, you know, early pioneers of this. Oh my god, it tr- is. We're training and then kids are not well, kids, yes, are fighting the each other and killing yeah. each other. But the Hunger Games, that entire thing was to showcase why this is bad, why yeah. why um the excitement and the enjoyability of watching this it is also, bad. It also yeah, it was about classism and reality TV. Yeah. Essentially is how this is all gone. And you oh, yeah, could we can easily talk about that next episode, look, too. <laughs> we will. But you could easily look at the Capitol and be like, those are the bad guys. They're the ones who are making them do this. Mm-hmm. And the people who are doing it, the kids Slaver. who are killing each other, yeah, that too. are like, fucking Capitol. This sucks. Like, how dare they? This is terrible. And then eventually the series goes to, you know, become a series about rebellion. Mm-hmm. And revolution. Revolution. Yeah. And it all starts from this, whereas... Fourth Wing is kind of doing the same thing, but the government structure that is that are the ones making these children kill each other yeah. is well, children, they're twenty. Yeah. Is made out to just be like, oh, that's our that's our country. I think that's another reason though why it's not YA is the main character is twenty. 
like if you look at all those other books they're all teenagers or young i guess like, so we're relating to them they're, we're hearing through a 20 year old's mind i think that it just at those tiny tweaks but you're not wrong ya can be in any genre ya fantasy ya but like, okay sure katniss was what like 16 yeah 17 16 16 she's four years younger than violet but she has a to me it seems like she has a more mature more adult understanding of this is a bad structure she also grew up in poverty whereas whereas violet didn't violet grew up under the most powerful woman in her entire place yeah like very much being t- like you so know of course she her, grew up her, in a war college which is uh, like obviously you'll believe all this propaganda yeah i just think that like to compare those two the stories are similar but those two are very opposite protagonists well i feel like uh katniss would be very likened then to zayden who oh i think she'd be more like imogen well, yeah, sure, but like they're forced <laughs> to go into this death. Yeah. In fact, one of the Griffin writers was talking about um, Basgiath, yeah, and reference it as like your death college, like your your yeah. death pit Maybe of a college. Right? Maybe that's where it's going in the future. It, this is super fucked up. It probably is, but it's um, it was just interesting to me that Violet never really had any sort of a. Uh, like this is like any well, sort that's of like indoctrination a, and exactly and what's exactly. it called when somebody like raises you and uh grooming yeah. that's essentially what she's been through <clears throat> wow that's deep chan so it makes me <laughs> and that's that's why i looked up this author and you know like she's very proud of the fact that her husband um like served in the american military yeah, yeah. but it did make me wonder like how pro military pro war is yeah. this story yeah i think her father was vietnam war is what i read yeah and then yeah. how anti you know death cult college <laughs> is this going to eventually be because that's yeah. what um that's what hunger games was entirely about from yeah. the get go um, so it does make me wonder what's going to happen here. Well, you'll or have to read it, Chandler. Or like, <laughs> Never and the Griffin people just join forces to then fight the evil. And then after that, we're all good. I mean, you never know. I feel like that's the thing is you saying you didn't want to read. There's no world in which you don't read and find out what happens next. Probably. I can but tell. I, again, that's, it's very YA of just being like, here are the good guys. Here are the in, obviously evil. Maybe but we don't know yet. The Venom are... <laughs> seem pretty well yes but like if you look at like even the characters early on sorry we're i feel like i'm bringing this back up again but everybody was shown differently at the beginning of the book like dane was the good guy at the beginning of the book he's not anymore zayden was ruthless he was the bad guy that changed violet was the weak she's not anymore you know like those things how they first appear change so why can't they change again we have no idea ever truly believe zayden was the bad guy though not with how hot he was exactly come on (laughs) all in all loved the book i know you're on the fence about it but i'm really excited for iron flame that's i'm not like coming on the soon. fence about it i know why i feel the way i do about <laughs> I mean, it you're very confident with it my bad i will probably <laughs> like i'm not we changing, have to read it and do another podcast i'm not changing on my 3.5 but i sure I'll, I'll read it i just have such a stack of books to get to sure. you know what i might go down to 4.75 Okay. Like, Just because I can fair. see some growth within the book. Um, but we want to thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Read the Room. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe and rate and even leave a review. Uh, your feedback means the world to us and it helps um, others dis- uh, discover our podcast. Yes, leave us a 4.75 review, please. <laughs> no, five. <laughs> um, and yeah, don't forget to connect with us on social media as well. Yes.
And that is it for us on this one. Join us next week. <laughs> you don't have to clap. Join us next week for Hunger Games. And we should do this another time. What is yeah, it? We should do this again sometime. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.